Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the service of the U.S. Postal Service and the UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending out invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off. No traffic, no lines. That's the best part, man. Uh, I gotta start using this for my uh, merchandise for Drink Until You podcast. And we gotta start using this uh, for my band as well. Shipping out t-shirts and stuff across the US, across the world really, right? Uh, cut the confusion out of shipping with stamps.com's new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code pod, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in pod. That's stamps.com. Promo code pod. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Thank God. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 193, Drink It Till You Podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell are ya? How the hell are you doing? Uh, on this fine Sunday evening. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. I, I finished off my whiskey last week, which I actually didn't even announce. Um what I was drinking last week. It was whiskey and Coke. You know, not that it's intricate or anything. Uh, this week I'm drinking rum and Coke. And I swear, man, I swore off rum after my little trip a couple of years ago. I don't know, what, it was five, ten years back? Dude, you can never tell anymore. Time is just passing so fast, I can't tell anymore. Five or ten years ago, I went to Chicago and I was drinking rum uh, at the ball game, I finally got to see the inside of Wrigley Field. I, I watched the White Sox and the Cubs play each other, and it was fucking, uh, it was phenomenal, man. It was just a great atmosphere. Uh, I went for the low lifes, the, the White Sox. That's how I see it anyway. Just so you know, if you're from Chicago, that's how I see it. It's like that, you know, the Cubs are the pristine, clean team, and the White Sox are those dirty underdogs you're going to play every week that, you know, might bite your ear while you're boxing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The White Sox have had a lot of good players, but, uh, dude, I swore off rum pretty much for the most part. Dark rum anyway. Light rum I'm okay with. You know, uh, what is that? Blue Chair Bay rum. I love that shit. Uh, uh the Malibu coke, uh, like pineapple coconut. That's a, more of a liqueur. Which, you know, that's a good mixer sometimes. It's just, you're not going to drink that straight up, are you? I guess if you really got a problem, you will. You'll drink anything straight up. Um, so, yeah, I'm drinking uh, rum and coke tonight, even though I swore it off. And, and I'll tell you the reason, dude. You know, I'm walking uh, down the, uh, the streets of Chicago. Uh, and this lady comes up to me. And, you know, I'm not like, if I don't know you, I don't want you touching me. You know, that's how chicks flirt sometimes. They'll touch your arm. Be like, hey, how you doing? And we had this whole conversation. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I got to get out of here. I got to meet a friend. A uh, shout out to BB if you're listening out there. 
uh, I have to meet a friend. I got to go. You know, I, I can't talk anymore. I have to leave. And she's like, oh, no, don't leave. And all this and that. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, it's huge confidence boost to, to walk around the streets of Chicago and have someone, you know, basically just hit on you. And I'm just like, dude, I just, I got it made. I'm in Texas. You know, I got a couple of ladies down there that like me. I, I fly up to Chicago. Now I got this lady on the street hitting me up and, and come to find out, you know, after, you know, the next day, I kind of sobered up a little bit. Um, I just, I figured out it was probably a hooker. <laughs> so I'm walking around the streets of Chicago, like, you know, like a ladies man. And it's just like, no, this lady's trying to get paid. You know, it's gross. Oh man, it's, it's, what do they say? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for herpes. I mean, that would have been the same scenario in Chicago. Oh my God. Gee, I mean, were my beer goggles ever on for that one? I, I The only thing, the only discerning feature I can tell you about that woman that talked to me in the streets of Chicago, if you're out there, lady, um, all I remember was wavy blonde hair. <laughs> That's all I remember. I don't remember what or color her eyes were. I don't remember how she talked. I don't remember anything. And and that should be your sign. You know, and the reason I, by the way, F this, whatever bar I went to, if I ever figure out the name of the bar that turned me down, this fat fucking bouncer out front, you know, just bitching at people like, you know, have your ID ready. Have your ID ready to go before you get up to the door. Otherwise, if you don't have it ready, we'll just deny you. And it's like, dude, you guys are fucking phenomenal. Just setting the mood, aren't you? For a great night. Um, sorry, I got like a fucking hangnail here. I don't know if you can hear me picking at my at my thumb or whatever. Uh, but you know, just setting the mood. If you don't, just bitching at you. There's nothing worse than that. It's like, yeah, I really want to come into your bar and party now. Now that you've yelled at the whole line of 50 fucking people, telling him your demands and what you need. Fuck that place, man. I wish I could attach a name to the place I'm saying fuck you to. I just don't know who it is. I don't remember what bar it is. And, you know, me and the bouncer had a conversation, you know, so while I'm stumbling on the streets of Chicago. I'm like, yeah, I got somewhere else to drink. He was like, I think you should. And I was like, well, they'll accept my money over there. You ain't getting any of it. And, you know, he's just like <laughs> laughing at me like, well, you, you weren't going to spend that much, were you? And the truth is I wasn't. I didn't have that much to spend at the time. But my friend, though, yeah, my friend's not coming here. Either. It's just, you know, there's no use in arguing. If they deny you, you just turn around, you say, okay, and you get the fuck out of there, which is what I did. Uh, F that bar. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever bar that may have been. Uh, let's take another drink. I got rum and coke tonight, if I haven't said. Cheers, everybody. So we'll go uh, a little a little Dallas Cowboys football talk. Dude, it's weird. I'm doing these like two weeks at a time. I know this, this isn't what anybody wants to hear, but I don't really care. Um, I know, uh, who was it? Tom Brady, first time in Foxborough since he left New England, and it's like the NFL didn't prepare for this scenario. Like, they they were like, listen to the crowd as Tom Brady comes out. I saw this on YouTube. Listen to the crowd as Tom Brady comes back to Foxborough for the first time as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, 
and they play the audio of him running out. You can hear the crowd get a little, but it was really underwhelming. You know, it was like a low roar. It was just like a, you know, that's, that's not much. You know, they were trying to chant Brady, 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 but you know, it kind of died off pretty quick. Um, it is pretty cool that he's back for the first time in, in, in a long time. But uh, yeah, the way the NFL, or, or, or at least the broadcast built it up, it was very underwhelming. It's not what I was expecting. You know, you see the people kind of, you know, football fans aren't the same anymore, are they? Dude, I remember as a kid, the Oakland fucking Raiders over there. Uh, I remember the Oakland Raiders, dude. Those guys would dress up in spikes, like spikes on their shoulder pads, white and black face paint. There would be a row of them, just fanatics, going crazy over these fucking, you know, uh, who are they? The Oakland Raiders. And it's just, uh, football fans just aren't the same anymore. And, and I'm speaking to mostly, like, being from Dallas and going to games in, in Texas Stadium. And uh, I think they, they started at the Cotton Bowl, didn't they? Like in the 60s, the Cowboys started at the Cotton Bowl. They moved on, built the stadium, Texas Stadium, and, and, and they tore down that one now. And they moved on to this new Jerry World, this Cowboys Stadium now. And it's just like the, the fans are just different. They don't want people like me anymore who are going to go out there and scream until I don't have a voice anymore. You know, who are going to get crazy. Like, you just pan to the stand and it's just like, just mediocre <laughs> cheering. I'm critiquing the fans at this point. Just mediocre. Like, yay, go my team. We're the best. We're number one. Okay, we're not number one, but we're kind of close. I just, I don't like, ah, uh, man. It, okay, this is the best comparison. It used to be like wrestling. That's how crazy people got over football. And it just, I don't see it anymore. You know, like I said, especially from uh, being from Dallas, they they kicked all of our people out. And, and, and when I say our people, I mean the fucking fanatics. The people who grew up on this shit that can't let it go. This is my number one team. I don't watch any other NFL football for the most part other than my team. I'm a fucking fanatic. And now uh, tickets are so expensive you can't, you know, you got to take out a loan to go to a fucking football game. Yeah, fuck that, dude. As much as I love the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not doing all that. I'm not jumping through your hoops. $80 for parking. You know, who God knows how much for an individual ticket. Oh, you want to pay for the party pass where you got to stand the whole fucking time? You do most of the work. You got to go get your own food. You got to get your own beer. And you stand the whole time. There's not even a seat for you. You stand in there like a fucking mosh pit for the football game. <laughs> it's just, it's brilliant, dude. And honestly, just from a business standpoint, it's brilliant. Because we're doing the least possible and we're making the most possible. You know, it's 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 like Subway. And now you're going to hate on Subway, the place you eat every single week, at least once a week? Yes, I am. It's the same. What's the Bill Burr thing? He talks about, like, uh, going to the supermarket. And he's like, I'm going to start... I'm going to start waiting by that self-checkout. And when nobody checks me out, I'm just going to walk out with my basket. It's like, well, I was there 
I gathered all the things I needed. Nobody showed up to check me out. I got all the shit for free. It's like now, you know, I work here. I work here now. I know how to use the computer. I know how to look up fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm working part-time here and I'm also paying you the full price. At least when you work a place normally, for the most part, they'll give you some up, uh, somewhat of a discount of a hookup. You know? Uh, not Walmart. Walmart's like, you, you pick out your own shit. You scan your own shit. You bag your own shit. You pay for it. You get the fuck out of the store. I think that's, I think that that's Bill Berg's, uh, Bill Burr's tagline for that bit. Um, it is true. It's so fucking true, man. It's just like, you got to do all the work. Just the same thing as I'm saying is the, the party, the party pass. You're going to get a cowboy stadium. It's the same thing. You walk your happy ass to the concessions to get everything you need. And you walk your happy ass back. And if you need to go to the bathroom, you walk your happy ass to the bathroom. You know, ticket number, what ticket number, seat number. There's nothing like that. It's just, you're just paying a shit ton of money to just stand there. I just like, dude, I can watch, I can watch this in my underwear at home. You realize that, right? The NFL's got to realize that. I can watch this in my underwear at home for free, by the way. Not paying any of these fucking cable companies anymore. Uh, anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Now that we're... Um, how far are we into the podcast here? Um, okay, 1340. Oh, dude, I was thinking about this the other day, too. This is going to be a very NFL-heavy podcast. This fascinated me. So I was talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Romo and his uh, you know, co-host or whatever, they're, they're talking on the broadcast, and then the co-host goes, if the, if the half ends this way, 14 to 11, I think we're playing the Chargers at this point. Week two, was that week two or week three? I can't remember. It's all blending together now. Anyways, he goes, uh, his co-host goes, I can't remember the guy's name, but he goes, this would be the first time ever in F NFL history that a first half has ended 14 to 11. And Romo just goes, that's not true. That can't be true. That's not true. And the other guy just starts laughing. He's like, it is true. You know, we got the stats in here or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking about it. How do they figure out all of these stats? NHL is great at doing this too. You know, I'm like thinking, do they got somebody like Rain Man sitting in the front office of NFL football in New York? And just, you know, he knows all these amazing stats that no one else could ever know. Well, no, that's that's not what they have going on. It's it's actually a computer. Um, dude, there's there's a chip basically in everything. There's a chip in the football. There's a chip in the pylon. There, Dude, it's in everything. So now literally when there's a handoff, you know, the, this chip in the ball knows how many yards it went and they get it accurate. It's, it's fucking nuts, man. So I think there is a little bit of like discrepancy, like there's a little bit of difference of, you know, what's called on the field versus the actual like to the T number that let's say a running back, Zeke Elliott ran for this down. And dude, this computer's just collecting all this data, all this fucking shit from every year. It's just raking through, dude. It's just like sifting through. 
You know, if you've ever sifted for anything, sifted for gold or, you know, special rocks or anything like that, that's basically what this computer is doing. I want to know how high-powered this computer is, honestly. You know, that's pretty amazing to sit there and it's just like raking the coals over and over, just sifting through, trying to figure out, you know, what stats are rare and how, you know, who got how many yards, and it's just like on this computer. Dude, it just fascinated the shit out of me. I'm sure there's a YouTube video I can watch, right? Um, it just really fascinated me, man. I just, I, it's, it's hard to think like, and that's what I was thinking in that moment. How do they find these stats? And that's exactly how. Um, is it called StatCast or is that a website? I feel like it's called StatCast or something. I want to know how high-powered this computer is. Is If there's anybody out there who knows or ha is actually in the industry, in the business, like you're the IT guy for the NFL computer, please, please write me at drinkitilyoupodcast at gmail.com. I would love to learn the ins and outs. Not that I want to make a career out of it or anything. I'm not trying to change careers. It's just like I want to know how big that machine is, the, the processing power. I want to know all of that shit. And I'm not a tech guy, but I really just want to know that shit because it's like, it, it's, it's fascinating. It amazes me that we've gotten to a point, we're so advanced, we've gotten to a point that just this computer can just, you know, rake through this shit and sift through and be like, okay, you know, this many yards, that many yards, you know, this he threw for this many yards. It's, it's crazy, dude. It's such like an electronic game now. And the camera angles, dude, that 4K, after someone scores a touchdown, it's like shot in 4K. Dude, it's like video games and, and real life TV have gotten so close. It's like, I don't know what I'm watching. If I didn't have a remote control playing a video game in my hand, I wouldn't know the difference. It's fucking amazing, dude. Um, I don't know the name of the computer. I don't know if, if it has a name, but that's that's how they find... These amazing stats that you've never heard of before. I'm sure the NHL has one. I'm sure the NBA. I'm sure everybody has one. Uh, just calculating constantly. Calculating uh, stats. Calculating passing. Just hand off. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. They got this shit on lock. Which is, you know, what you should do. If you start a business, shouldn't you have every department on lock? You know, and, and the NFL is just, uh, they have my ear this year. They have my eyes this year. I don't know if they have my dollars this year, but um, if viewership, you know, it turns into some kind of monetary gain, then they're definitely getting that from me. You know, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. And to switch gears real quick. I want to talk about this. You know who doesn't have it down? Whose computer is failing? Whose people are failing is NASA. Dude, they said about two days ago, two or three days ago, from this point is now Sunday, they said two or three days ago, a, a meteor the size of half of a great pyramid barely missed Earth. Barely missed Earth. Can you believe that? Who fucking fell asleep on the Hubble telescope over there? You know, who missed this one? 
Or did NASA already know? You know, it, I bet if NASA comes out with a story, they're going to be like, yeah, we knew it was going to miss the Earth. We did all the calculations, and we knew it was going to be fine, so we didn't say anything. We didn't want to freak people out. I'm sure that's the story NASA will put on it. That's the story NASA will spin. Uh, but whoever wrote this article is like, NASA fucked up. There's a huge meteor that barely missed Earth, and they didn't even know. That's what the article said. It called them out. It said they didn't even know. How can you not know that? I mean, I know there's a lot of stars, uh, just infinite amount of stars. There's infinite amount of asteroids or meteors or whatever you want to classify them as. Uh, okay, be honest. Let's take a poll real quick. If 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 there's a if there's an object half the size of one of the Egyptian pyramids, is that a meteor? Or is that an asteroid? I'll give you a second to think. Uh, I'm going to go asteroid. That just sounds grander, right? That sounds more grand. It sounds bigger. Um, I, I actually don't know the definition. Between like an, a comet, asteroid, meteor. I don't know what the difference is. I'm assuming it has to do with size, right? Uh, am I right, ladies? Oh, Jesus, Chris. Don't go there. Um... <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's there's just this meteor that barely missed Earth. And it's just like, what do you do? Okay, if you're NASA, I, I will sympathize with them a little bit. What do you do? Do you go, um, do you send a nuke up there to blow it up? Because that seems messy. And we're going to blow it up, yeah, but it's like you're now you're going to have all this shit everywhere and it's like the butterfly effect too i think about that a lot too it's like the butterfly effect it's like okay you blew up this meteor with some nukes maybe it took two or three nukes and it blew it up but it's like now you got all these shards going different directions you can't control any of that it just seems messy you know that doesn't seem like a good strategy the other one i've heard is where they get like two boosters and a giant like space net and these boosters go fast enough to capture the asteroid or comet or meteor in the net and redirect it. But there's still a problem there. That's still like the butterfly effect, you know? It's still the same thing. It's like, okay, you might direct it away from Earth, but now where are you sending it? You're going to fucking blow up Pluto. And, it's, you know, that's going to have some effect. It's literally the butterfly effect. What do you do? Do you just let it be what it's going to be or do you interfere? Do you intervene? You know, what was that video I saw the other day? It was like that animal getting killed. Oh, but yeah, it was a fucking uh, a deer getting killed. No, it wasn't a deer. It was like an impala or something. It was, you know, the crocodiles picked on the young one and they got the baby and they grabbed it by the leg and they dragged it under and the lady's over there going, no, don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. It's like, bitch, do you think that crocodile's like, oh, she's yelling at me. I better not eat today. No, dumb fuck. You, you, you can't mess with nature, right? At a certain sense. So if it's like going to come down on us, not to be all gloom and doom, but it's, it's just going to happen, right? Some people might say that's a... Um, an act of God. You know? Uh-oh, what happened over here? I guess somebody's car alarm got set off by... 
Am I talking too loud? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. It was that other car that drove by with a bass, you know, fucking... Why do people do that? That's such a douchey thing to do. Dude, I will drive down a, a main road with the stereo blasting, but as soon as you get to the neighborhood, you stop. You knock it off. You're like, all right, this is going to echo a little bit. I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to disturb anybody. Uh... Anyway, well, who are we talking about? Let's take another drink, people. Cheers. If you got them drinking, bottoms up. Um, but yeah, that was a, definitely a flub on NASA's part. They were just like, oops. Uh, I don't know who fell asleep, but... Or who wasn't guarding their post or whatever. Um, uh, like I said, NASA's going to come out and be like, yeah, we already did the calculations and it wasn't going to hit Earth and, and we were going to be good. So we didn't say anything. We didn't want to freak people out. And that's, that's the thing too. What, what did the government say? It, when, when COVID hit and everybody's going COVID crazy and they're just like, aliens are real <laughs> and nobody gave a fuck. Everybody's like, yeah, we already knew that bucko. You're not surprised. You're not distracting us from the real problem. We get it. You know, intelligent dude. I, 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 I often wonder, honestly, like how far, um, it should, and like Independence Day just runs through my mind consistently when I start thinking about shit like this, because what they did in the movie in case you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. I mean, what is it made in 1994? If you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. I'm going to spoil it for you on purpose. Um, but basically, you know, they come across this alien technology. They reverse engineer it and they go, oh, that's that's how this shit works. Okay, that's cool. And, and they start using it to their advantage. Dude, I know. I don't know. A hundred percent, like th this is a real thing. This is a real life thing that happened. But in my gut, in my heart of hearts, I know this has happened on earth. This has totally happened on earth. We found some kind of technology. We reverse engineered it. Maybe we didn't even have to. Maybe it was like laid out there and we're like, oh, dude, I'm telling you, our military, U.S. military is probably 15 to 20 years of uh, ahead of everything we know just think about this dude i'm not gonna I, I can't say when the first cell phone was built or used or you know whatever but just think about this we had back in the 60s enough technology we had enough technology to talk to uh, Buzz Aldrin, the first man to walk on the moon. We we talked to him on the moon. This is one small step for man and one giant leap for humanity. You know, like, how did we get those words back? It's not like he recorded a podcast and sent them back. That wasn't a thing. You know, it, it, but how did we get that signal back to Earth all the way from the moon? And the moon's not that far, relatively. Uh, but how do we get that information back? There was something going on already before we released it to the public, right? Am I crazy? <laughs> I 
That's what I'm going to name this episode. Episode number 193. Am I crazy or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, let's see how long we're in. 2740. Jesus Christ. What have we even talked about? We talked a little NFL. We talked a Dude, people are driving like shit tonight. I will tell you that much. I'm sitting out here in the car. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft, by the way. Uh, these are all the people that didn't do anything fun <laughs> on the weekend. Do you think that ever? I'm asking like uh, every listener, do you think that ever? Like when you, it's a Sunday night and you've had a great weekend. Maybe you went to the club or to the club on Friday. You know, maybe you hang, uh, hung out with your friends on Saturday, Saturday. You know, and now Sunday, you're just chilling with your family, you're recouping, and you see all these people driving like assholes. You're like, those people missed out this weekend. They're not going to have a good week because they feel like they missed out. They got to do something. They got to prove something. They got something to prove. That's what it is. When people drive like that on certain days, on a Sunday night, at whatever fucking time it is, 1140, you just got to think they got something to prove, you know? They didn't have a good weekend. They pissed it away, arguing with their loved one. And and now they're trying to make up the time. You know, we're going to get a fucking cooler. We're going to go to the strip club, boy. Ah, fuck all that shit. Fuck all that shit. I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm just done with that. And that whole lifestyle. Just going out Friday. Do you know how lonely... I was back then <laughs> going out just working for the week. Everybody is working for the weekend, working for the weekend, trying to get to Friday so you can go to the strip club because you're lonely. It's a sad thing. It's really sad. And you know, what's even more sad is the people who strip. All right, I'm not talking shit on strip. Like it's a legitimate, I, you know, you can put yourself and your child through college by stripping if you if you got it like that. But, you know, it's just sad. It's just like all these empty people interacting with each other. And it's just, I don't know. And I was one of those people. Just, just so you know, just so we're clear, I was one of those people. I'm not talking shit. We've all been 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, and you're just lonely. You don't, you're, 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 you're moving out of the nest on your own. You're just lonely. You don't know how the world works. And some people never grow out of that. Which I, you know, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that's like a, you know, I'm a better person than you because I don't do that anymore. If that's your thing and that's what you do, then, you know. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I just, I, I kind of grew out of that phase. You know, what's that? Uh, fuck man. Oh, for, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That dude at the bar is like, yeah, I bet you think strippers like you too. <laughs> great. That's a great one liner, man. Yeah. I bet you think strippers like you too. You fuck. They don't like you. They like your dollar bills. That's what they're here for. It's empty people taking money from other empty people. That's what it boils down to, right? Uh, let's take another drink. 
how far are we in this podcast? I I don't even know, honestly, what I rambled about. Oh, wait. NFL, strip clubs, and NASA. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly amazing that I've come this far on the podcast. Uh, if you're a true diehard drink until you podcast, if you're a fucking drunkie over there, uh... Cheers to you, man. You, you've hung in there the whole time. You, it, dude, this podcast has no theme. This podcast, every episode has no theme. There's no theme to it, man. You could be talking about NASA or the Great Pyramids or fucking NFL or NHL or MLB. Dude, it's just like a dog chasing a fucking his tail. You, you just don't know. What am I gonna? What's gonna happen when I finally catch my tail? <laughs> what would that be? What's metaphorically? What would that be for me? Catching my tail. What would that be? Um, I don't know. I don't know what catching my tail would be uh, for this podcast metaphorically. Um, you know, and you and you see the dog do it once he catches the tail. Once he catches the tail and he bites down on it, he goes, ah, fuck, that hurt, ow. <laughs> you know, that's it's not a good thing. Uh, but I'm just a dog chasing my tail, doing episode to episode every week. I'm glad you guys listen, man. Like, um, it would be different if I had zero downloads every, like, I can't imagine that world. Nobody likes it. Nobody. One person wants to listen. Every even one person is just like that's not enough, is it? Uh, so share this. <laughs> that is a terrible segue. So share this with your friends. Share this with your loved ones. We're pushing ten thousand downloads since being on Apple. Since being on iTunes. Uh, Apple iTunes, same shit. Uh, since being on Spotify. Since being on Google Play. Ten thousand downloads, man. We're pushing it. Uh, I really do appreciate uh, those diehard drink until you podcast, you know, and I feel like honestly, like people come here and listen to this podcast and they probably feel a little bit better about themselves because there's probably some things I say where people are like, oh yeah, I didn't, I identify with that. Or there's things that I'm saying that I say that people are like, oh Jesus Christ, this guy's got problems. I have problems, but I don't have that kind of problems, right? It, feel, it makes you feel good about yourself. And you're drinking. You know, it's your buddy at the bar that won't shut the fuck up. That's that's who I am. You know, I'm going to sit next to you. I'm going to have, have a good time with you. I'm going to talk your ear off so you're not lonely. You know, what we were talking about earlier. Empty people serving empty people. Strippers serving people who have nothing. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's just got depressing, didn't it? Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for me. <laughs> no segue once again. Uh, that's going to do it for me for the night. Episode number 193, Drink Until You Podcast. The only fucking podcast that lasts... The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. No, none of these other imitators come close. This is the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. I haven't finished my drink. So I'm about to do it. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody.
Ooh, that's harsh. All right, there goes the rum. It's all done. Uh, I don't want to let you guys go, man. I'm having such a great time just hanging out here. I'm in such a good mood. Uh, what else can we talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? You guys really need to write me more. Drink it till you podcast at gmail.com. I get a few emails here or there. You know, no, sometimes it's like mostly like, you know, nothing worth reading. If, if you got relationship problems, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do in your, how, how, uh, how am I going to give advice? And I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, like I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants, just getting through day after day. It's just like, how, how am I going to give, you know what, you know why it is? It's because it's easier to give advice than take advice. That's it. That's it. It's easier to give advice than take advice because I can see all the bullshit that I do, but I'm not, you know, necessarily take the advice. I'm like, why would I do that? But if you're going through the same bullshit I am, I can give you advice. And it might help. It might give you a different perspective. Um, I already drank this down to the last drop. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let you guys go. I'm not going to let you guys go. You got to listen until it counts down to zero. And I'm not ready to let you guys go. I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, what do I drink now? What do I do? Um, I guess, you know, I guess this is the point. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, that's a depressing song. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. I don't know. I'm just not ready to to end this night. To end tonight. Just not. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like I'm just not ready? I know you, you fellas out there, sitting at the bar, <laughs> two a.m. rolls around. This, I close your tab. We're turning on the lights. You're done for the night. You, you can't let it go. But I didn't go home with anybody. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to hang out with me. No no females want to hang out with me. No, they don't. <laughs> you wasted your time. You fucked around. You were eating the cheese fries while everybody was hooking up. You were eating the bar food while everybody was hooking up. So, you know, you go home alone. You know? I do. There's something to be said about those single days. I was thinking about this the other day, man. I, I, I was, I, I loved, don't get me wrong. I love my life now. I absolutely love my life. My, my daughter, my kids, they're my whole entire world. Uh, I would do f anything for them. I would do anything for them. I would do absolutely anything. Uh, just to make them not be unhappy, I guess. I will run it, dude, and I'm so that dad. I will run into a wall to make my kids laugh. I don't. I will run through the fucking wall to make my kids laugh. I don't care. 
I don't care. I do not care. I will do it to make my kids laugh because that's what brings me joy deep down inside. Uh, but there is something to be said about when I was single, man. I had it going on in, in my own way. And I'm not, this isn't a slight at my kids. This isn't a slight at my fiance who is wonderful and forgives me for every bad, you know, mood I have. It's fucking amazing. But I, there is something to be said about when I was single, I would come home to my apartment. I would have two 25 ounce bush beers and I would cook some eggs on the stove. And I was just like happy. I was content. This is all you need. I got food. I got shelter. I got booze. Food, shelter, and booze. Dude, that's the name of this episode. Food, shelter, and booze. I know it has nothing to do with like a majority of what I talked about in this episode. Food, shelter, and booze. That's the name of this episode. Just for that reason. That's all you need. And I was content. I was happy. Everything was simple, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Everything was simplified. To where I could handle it. It was good. Make it to work on time. Make your paycheck. Take care of your kids. <clears throat> Booze and, and eggs. At the end of every night. And, and you're good. I'm doing my thing. I'm the fucking man. I'm the man. Uh, with all that said. As fun as that was. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade anything. I wouldn't trade any of my kids. I wouldn't trade any of that, man. I really wouldn't. So. Uh, you know, you go through phases in life and... You learn things, man. I've learned... I've learned how to be like, I've learned what true, true unconditional love is. And the only way I've learned that is through my kids, you know? That's true. That's real. Unconditional love. No matter how much, how much they fuck up. No matter how much... And trouble they cause, you know, as long as it's not something fucking crazy. When your kids start getting like older until you know they're setting things on fire, it's just like, oh shit, this was I didn't plan for this. Hey, can you, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, I didn't plan for this. You can't be causing, you can't <laughs> be an arsonist, dude. I, oh, here's another person flying down the fucking street. What the fuck, dude? Chill out. Chill out. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. That's a common theme on this podcast, and I mean it, man. I mean it. Don't drink and drive. Get a fucking Uber, get a Lyft. If you respect me, and you like me, and you like this podcast, don't fucking drink and drive. Next time you think about, like, I'm going to get behind the wheel. I know I've had some. Think about me. Yeah, a lot of you don't know my face, but you know my voice. Think about me. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it, man. It's not worth it. Anyway, 
We're talking about kids. We're talking about all kinds of shit. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, okay, I was like going through being single versus like the life I have now. I, I This is so much better. Having someone who loves you and having having kids that love you and you love them unconditionally, you're trying to get them to the next level in their life. Dude, there's nothing better than that. And I, and I look at them like a little bit of an investment. And it's not even monetary. It's, it's nothing to do with monetary. It's an emotional investment that you give to your kids. You know, I am invested in you. I told my son today, I was like, dude, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what happens, if you do right, if you do wrong, I'm always here for you, man. I am always here for you. And we will work through the bullshit. We will work through all of that because I believe in you and you're special and you have something to contribute to this world that this world has never seen. I've never felt anything so powerful in my life until I had kids. I've never felt anything that powerful. You know, I've had some experiences and some spirituality things, but I've never had that. And that's the point of life, is that unconditional love. That unconditional love. No matter what you do, I'm here for you. No matter if you fuck up, I'm here for you. I got your back. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll figure this shit out together. It's you and me versus the world. And that's how I feel with all my kids. Regardless of situation or what they may be going... You know, I have three different kids. They're all experiencing different phases in their life. But you know what? The one common theme that never changes, and if you have kids, this should never change, is I got your back. I got you. Don't worry. You know, that's that's a powerful thing to say to a child. It really is. Um, don't worry, I got your back, man. You got in a fight in school, you shouldn't have done it, you punched the kid first. It's fine. I got your back. I got your back. And, and that's not to say I'm going to blindly lead you and be like, that's okay to punch kids out of nowhere. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. It's not good. But I get it. And I was there once. And guess what? The uh, The truth is I love you. <laughs> and, and it's funny to think about like my kids listening to this one day. Because this is this is out there. This is out there regardless of if you like it or not. It's out there. Uh, If I had a message to send to my kids, it's that I love you unconditionally. And I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'll always be here. Whether I die tomorrow or I die in 150... You know, it's, 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 with my high level of income... It's not crazy to think I could live to be 150, 200 years old, right? I mean, you know, they put a heart inside from a pig. They put a heart inside a person from a pig 
And that was amazing. It's like, well, did did the person live with that heart? And it's like, no, they died immediately. But it's just amazing we can try that. Um, doing all the, you know, there's a lot of fluff with these episodes. There, there really is. You know, like I, I, I got to come up with things that. Uh, irritate me or make me happy. <laughs> it's really one or the other. It's like irritate me or make me happy. And those are the things I can enjoy talking about. And my kids are one of those things, man. Um, if my kids ever hear episode 193, just know, man, just know that I've loved you from day one. And I always will. No matter what bullshit you go through, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, I'll always love you and I will always be here physically or mentally uh, to let you know that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just keep pushing forward. Just keep pushing. It might suck. It'll suck for a while. Uh, but keep keep going. So, anyways, that's the episode. Not to get all sentimental, you know, I'm being all, like, fucking emotional and shit. But not to be all sentimental and everything, but, you know, that's that's honestly the truth. How I feel. I'm always with you. And even my friends, too, man. I'm, I'm always with you. If you're having a bad day and you listen to this, and I might have been gone for 150 years, guess what, man? I believed in you. I believed in you. Because I saw the potential. And I saw what you can do. Don't... It's... There's nothing else, bro. Son daughter, friend, fiance, brother, sister, um, wife, you know, <laughs> that's one of my, my, the worst jokes I've ever had <coughs> is, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to my fiance and I'll be like, yeah, I take care of this family way better than my secondary family. <laughs> but she knows I'm kidding, right? I gotta go home now. I gotta know that she knows that I'm kidding. It's not it's not like that. I'm just it's a funny thing to say. Give me a break. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make you laugh, right? Anyways, let's end this shit. Yeah, uh, we've had enough. I will talk to you guys. Oh, oh my god, almost an hour. I will talk to you guys next fucking week. Uh, on Sunday, I can't guarantee an hour episode, but there will be a episode. Is that good? Does that make you happy? A episode? It won't be an hour, but, um, it is what it is. I've already finished my drink. I'm just rambling here, and I guess I will talk to you guys next fucking week on, on Sunday. I, I, I've enjoyed this, man. Dude. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this so much that I'm thinking about like not ending.
this episode for another however long. It doesn't matter, man. This has been so fun. This is so fun to me, man. And it's, you know, maybe it's narcissism. You know, I get to say my opinion whenever I want. I get to say whatever I want without anybody. I got to get some guests on here. I got to get some people, you know, telling me that I'm wrong. Or it doesn't make sense what I'm saying, right? But this is the easy way. I don't have to schedule. I don't have to do any of that shit. I just do things when I want to do. And that's good enough for me. So, with that said, I'm trying to wrap this up even though I don't want to. With that said, thank you for listening to episode number 193. Good God, were we pushing 200 episodes? Uh, Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I will talk to you. If I had something else to tell you, I, I would. I just don't. Uh, NFL, NHL, don't give a shit, preseason. Family, kids. Um, yeah, man, that's it. I'm going to go be with my family. Give all the love I can. Uh, I will talk to you guys next fucking week. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. If you didn't hear anything else I said in this hour episode, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Just be fucking safe, bro. I'm not saying not to have a good time. I'm not saying that. Just be safe. Just be okay. Just be good. You know? There's rules. Do we like following all the rules to a T? No! I don't like paying taxes. (laughs) But I got to. You know, otherwise the IRS charges me a monthly fee. Which I'm paying right now. Anyway, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. I love you all with uh, all my heart. If nobody else has said it to you this week, I love you with all my heart. And I hope you're safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't don't drink and drive. Don't Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. I will talk to you guys next week. There's no more. Listen to this. It's empty. My red Solo cup. Fill me up. Nothing. It's empty. I will talk to you guys next week. On Sunday, probably. More than likely. I love you guys. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Bye.